we got our big break with Trinidad James in about 2012 when we did the multi-million dollar joint venture with Def Jam. And so once that happened with Trinidad James, it went Trinidad James, Rich Army Kwan, Wackin, Lucci, Q Money. And um, and so I was working there as, um, you know, like a junior business manager to the business manager of the company. I was kind of overseeing the business manager and the financials of the company. Um, and I transitioned out after a few years and, and I started my own business management company because I'm like, you know what, these business managers, like, I can do what they're doing. You know, I'm always kind of picking through a lot of different things that I feel like they can do better or small errors that they're making. And I'm like, they're not as good as me. So I know I can do this. So, you know, the company was very supportive in my decision to transition out. And actually my first client was an artist that was signed to the label. And so as I transitioned out, I was able to transition out with my first client that was my own. You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. I just wanted to take a break and share a story about an amazing woman who has created freedom and wealth in her life. I promised I'd share these kind of stories on the podcast, and this week I'm highlighting Terry Igioma of Trade and Travel. Terry has an amazing story about how she went from being an assistant principal making $40,000 a year to a swing trader making $100,000 a day in quarantine. Terry started out investing just a little bit of her money and had a goal to make $300 a day. She just wanted to replace her income so she could travel more and work less. Well, let's just say she mastered investing in the stock market and is now teaching others how to trade too. Check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com slash invest to learn more about how Terry accomplished financial freedom through investing. Remember, check out thepurposeofmoney.com slash invest to learn more about Terry Igioma and her course, Trade and Travel. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm super excited. Today we have a special guest, Shalon, who is a maven in the music industry. Shalon was born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina, and moved to Atlanta, Georgia at the age of 20 years old with the determination to achieve success as an entrepreneur. She founded Checkmate Business Management. Then, recognizing her incomparable work ethic and unparalleled skill set, multi-platinum producing record label Think It's a Game Records quickly appointed her to the position of COO. After years of navigating through the ins and outs of the entertainment industry, building a strong client roster, and successfully overcoming every obstacle in her path, Shalon has mastered this industry in a manner of true music business maven. Her journey has afforded her the opportunity to work with an eclectic range of talented artists, multiple independent record labels, and diverse portfolio of projects. Shalon, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm actually very happy to be here. Awesome. So I want to talk about the first leap that you made by moving to Georgia at 20. I'm from Atlanta, so I'm super excited. But I want to know, like, what encouraged you to make that leap and why Atlanta? Why was that the market where you decided to start your entrepreneur journey? Well, 
Atlanta, you know, I actually didn't come here with entrepreneurial goals. I didn't necessarily know what I was going to end up doing. But when I went to college, I was supposed to go to Georgia State and I had come down. I went through orientation. I had my dorm room and everything. But my dad ended up going to prison. And so I didn't want to be so far away from home knowing that my mom wouldn't be as financially stable without my dad. So I ended up, you know, going to the University of South Carolina, which was much closer to home. So when that time came for me to move, you know, I I still wanted to go to Atlanta. I had that experience there when I was there for orientation. And it was just a place that I wanted to be that was very different and much bigger from home, but not too far away. Um, And my mom actually gave me the encouragement that I needed by just telling me that, you know, if things don't work out, you always have a place to come home to but you have to at least try. I and love so, that. You know, I spread my wings and I flew. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And so what happened next? What was your first client? How did you discover your first artist or that you wanted to be a manager? Man, when I first came here, entertainment wasn't the first thing. Entertainment industry was the first thing that I did. You know, I drove around every single day looking for me a job for hours. And I worked as a customer service rep at Allied Waste while I was still in school. And um, I actually met this team who were doing like promotions in the in Atlanta. And it was called Think is a Game Entertainment at the time. It was a promotions company, a small promotions company. And so I was in school for accounting. So what I did was, you know, I would be the one, once I teamed up with Thinks the Game Entertainment, I was the one who was always handling all the money, all of the door money, the mm-hmm. bar money, the artist money and everything. And because we had such a small team, we each had to play multiple roles to fill the pieces and the voids that we didn't have. And um, we had some artists at the time, but we weren't officially in the music business and didn't un- and definitely didn't understand the music business yet. So um, that was probably like in around 2008. And then we got our really big break after having parties, like huge parties over the years. You know, we got our big break with Trinidad James in about 2012 when we did the multi-million dollar joint venture with Def Jam. And so once that happened with Trinidad James, it went Trinidad James, Rich Army Kwan, Wacken, Lucci, Q Money. And um, and so I was working there as, you know, like a junior business manager to the business manager of the company. I was kind of overseeing the business manager and the financials of the company. And I transitioned out after a few years and, and I started my own business management company because I'm like, you know what, these business managers, like I can do what they're doing. You know, I'm always kind of picking through a lot of different things that I feel like they can do better or small errors that they're making. And I'm like, they're not as good as me. So I know I can do this. So, you know, the company was very supportive in my decision to transition out. And actually my first client was an artist that was signed to the label. And so as I transitioned out, I was able to transition out with my first client that was my own. And from there, I started to acquire new clients outside of the label, built my company and, you know, the, the CEO ended up asking me to come back as the COO. So, you know, that's how I ended up back here today. So I scaled down on my independent clients to focus on um, rebuilding back at home where I started. And so that's how I ended up, you know, here as the COO. That sounds like a story of success. It's sort of like Steve Jobs, working in the company, leaving the company, and then coming back to run the company, right? Like I like that. I've never <laughs> even thought of it like that, but I like that. 
That's so dope. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice comparison. <laughs> keep going, keep going. So tell us more about the challenges, though. Again, you're a woman in an entertainment industry, and even some of the artists you named were mostly men. Like, what is that like? What are some of the things you learned and helped you succeed? Um, some of the things that I've learned was, you know, you have to be confident in yourself, and you have to be very, very, you have to be confident in yourself, confident in your knowledge, and confident in your work because as a a woman of power in a male dominant industry, you're always going to be challenged by, you know, because of your sex and because of who you are, but you just have to understand that that's something that kind of just comes with it. Two things, people that can't take from you, one, they cannot take your knowledge from you, two, they can't deny results. And so um, one of the things that I learned that, you know, no matter what people no matter how people feel or what they say, make sure you always produce, make sure you execute, get results because that, that's undeniable. It's like you can say what you want to say, but you cannot deny what I've accomplished. You cannot deny the results that I've, you know, that I've gotten, that I've had, that I've had done. You just can't do it. You know, what else is there to say? So um, I learned pretty quickly to just focus on um, achieving my goals and focusing on the overall goal and not allowing the distractions to discourage me in those things. And just, you know, over the years, I've learned to be more confident. You know, my own success and my own ability to produce has given me a lot of confidence. Because like I said, you can't take those things away from me. And it is what it is. That's true. Undeniable. So nothing but results. I love that. And right. I think it's true. Like when you have the proof in the pudding or other sayings that they have, no one can deny, especially when they saw you grind and they saw you do the work. So they can't attribute it to anyone else or anything. Right. right. So that's really good. So I want to ask you specifically for anyone who's interested in getting into the entertainment industry as an artist. And then secondly, as a manager, like, how do you do that? How do you strategically and intentionally get into the music industry? Um, as an artist, I think the first thing you should do is know you need to write down all of the different things that are going on locally around you in your city, like all of the different events. You need to try to get a list of your DJs, the radio stations, and other artists in your city. And you need to strategically write down how you're going to connect with these people. Um, how am I going to link? Because, you know, the, the everybody's favorite saying is your network determines your network. And so you need to try to connect with as many as people that you can in this industry. And that not only goes for the artist, but also for the manager is building out your network, knowing who's around you and what's around you, knowing what's going on and being in the building, shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, letting it be known to people that this is what you're doing, you know, being very consistent because sometimes it can be discouraging, but you just have to be consistent. So um, I would say establish your own Rol Rolodex. Make sure you, any information that you need is out there. You can Google it, you can YouTube it or whatever the case may be, self-educate on, um, you know, people who are in the position where you wish to be, you know, mm -hmm. and look at their backstory and see how they've gotten there and, and adopt some of the strategies that they've done. You know, you can adopt some of those strategies and customize it to fit your particular situation. Um, but it is going to take a lot of research and a lot of, and being very active and moving around. So I definitely would say, work on building out your network for sure and knowing what's going around, knowing, knowing what's going on around you with everything dealing with entertainment and then also 
building relationships with the who's who. That's really good. And it's true. A lot of people end up getting breaks or opportunities because their network provides it to them or they're looking out for each other, right? So they get to perform and then they invite friends to, or they have a show and the show needs more people. And then you tell someone that, you know, like, Hey, you should get in with this show. So I like that advice and thank you for sharing it. I want to talk more about your latest project. So you've been in the music industry. I've seen that you're even in a couple of films, like behind the scenes and in everything, but what about your new book? Tell our listeners, what is it called and who is it for? Why did you write this story? So I have this new book. I'm so excited about it. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And, um, you know, quarantine provided me the time to actually sit down and get it done finally. Um, but the book is called Music Money. This book is for not just artists, but anybody in the music industry, because anybody can take something from this book and be able to utilize it in it w- within their own particular lane. And, you know, what inspired me to write this book was some of the things that I went through or some of the things that I saw along the journey of my career with artists, as far as them coming in in the beginning and then watching where they are three to four years from when they first started. Because when artists come in, most of the time, they're not as educated on the music business. And, you know, for the most part, they may be knowledgeable about advances and show money, but they're not knowledgeable about royalties, which is your forever money, which is the most important part you need to know about. So I've seen artists come in, they have attorneys, they sign deals and they agree to to the things in their contractual agreements. But three to four years down the line, once they've gotten a little experience and become more knowledgeable about their music money, they they at some point don't agree with what they once agreed with three to four years ago because they didn't understand it at the time. And so music money just allows you the ability and the power to be able to have a basic understanding of some of those things to provoke you mentally to be able to ask the right questions to make the right business decisions. Granted, you will have a team and advisors around you, but you don't always want to be in a position where you're relying on someone else's understanding. You want to at least be able to have an understanding for yourself so that you can make decisions that are fit for you because it's going to be very important those three to five years from now you know, how you feel and where you are in your career. So music money just gives you that information. I feel like it's it's super, super dope. And I'm extremely excited about it. It's one of, it's, it's a part one of three part series. I work with these guys in hip hop. I know a lot of them don't necessarily like to read. So I went back and forth with myself and trying to establish something that wouldn't be overwhelming, you know, because sometimes some of these music books can be so complex that once you read them, it leaves you even more confused than you were before. So I wanted to make it very simple and reader friendly. And also I added some notes pages in there so they can take notes. They can take it to a meeting with them. It's like a guide or a notebook, Um, you know, and whenever they have questions or whenever they hear some of these terms, they can just flip to, to the section in the book. And then they can write down questions that they that they um, had written down from reading it in those particular sections in these meetings. So it's a guide to help you kind of maneuver through a lot of different things as a new artist, as a new manager, a new business manager, um, you know, a new publicist, someone who's dealing with endorsements or even merchandise or anything like that. So it touches on a lot of those different things. And so it's really, really dope. I'm really proud of it. 
I'm excited too. And I don't have any interest in joining. <laughs> but I want to read it because I'm all about money. I love workbook and guides that help you understand how to handle your future money, like you said, and that forever money, which right. I think in the beginning, some people are so worried about getting into the industry and getting that music deal that they're not thinking through that they have the power to ask questions, let alone to make some demands. I don't know. Is that right. like, do you really have the power as a new artist to make demands or? Um, you do, you know, you, you really do. It depends on, um, it does also depend. Your negotiating power is also determined by what you bring to the table. But obviously if you're going to partner with a, a, a label that truly cares about your career and understands, they will allow you you know, some sort of leisure to a certain extent, but you still want to be able to vocalize a lot of these things so they understand what you need and what you want and what your goals are. You do have a voice in the beginning and may not be as big initially coming in, but you, you may want to set yourself up or set, make sure your situation is set up accordingly. So when you do get that big voice, you're able, you know, it's able to come across as something where you can make these changes and make these demands. Because these contractual con agreements can prohibit you from doing certain things that you may want to do once you are a lot more established. That's so true. But let's all aspire for Beyonce money so we can have more demand and power, right? Right. So the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. And I asked all of my guests this, what is your purpose for money? Money to me is a tool. I, would, I don't see money as necessarily a goal. You know, ultimately what I want to do is like right now I'm in a position where I'm working for money, obviously, but I want to be able to put myself in position where money is working for me. I never want to become a slave to it. I feel like it needs to be working for me. You put money to work to work for more money because ultimately what I want to do is be able to, you know, accomplish financial freedom. And a lot of people may see financial freedom as an amount of money, but it's not an amount of money. Financial freedom is establishing a consistent cash flow where you're not exchanging any of your time for money, where it covers, you know, whatever. If you have a guaranteed cash flow that covers your livelihood and your monthly overhead, then you're financially free. It's not a million dollars or two million dollars. If my livelihood is $10,000 and I make twenty to $25,000 a month, you know, without me having to do absolutely anything because I just have that cash flow coming in, I'm free financially. You know what I mean? I don't have any obligations to work because I've established my lifestyle and, you know, my money pays for it as it's working itself. That's financial freedom. And so, you know, the purpose of my, the purpose of money to me, like I said, is this, it's just a tool is for me to utilize it to, for me to put it to work, to work for more. That's my favorite answer. Yeah. I love it. And it's true. A lot of people are aspiring financial freedom and then they also want to retire early in some cases, but it's not always the case. Sometimes, like you said, having freedom to decide what you do in your day and how you spend it is more important. And if you're able yes. to cover your overhead, it's a bonus, right? So, right. you know, I'm going to ask this question or maybe you don't, but so how are you investing in other things so that you can have that freedom? What are some of the things that you're pursuing outside of music, if anything? Well, outside of music, obviously, I'm starting to now establish different products. My book is my first actual product that I've established. 
Um, you know, I've invested in some different stocks. You know, I have a, a stock portfolio that I've invested in. And obviously I want to establish more products. Like my ultimate goal is to be able to, and, and I also work in real estate as well. Okay. So, um, you know, ultimately, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately what I would like to do is actually in a, you know, 10 year range is to be able to be, um, spend more time on the real estate side of things, be well invested in, um, in my stocks. And I also, um, put money aside in compound interest paying accounts. So I don't, what I do with my savings account, I don't use like regular banks. I do online banking because they pay a much higher interest and you're able to, you know, once you leave your money in those accounts for years, it grows. You, you put a thousand dollars in the bank at the beginning of the year at a regular bank, it's going to be 900 and something dollars by the end of the year. You know what I mean? You put it, in, you put it in, um, you know, an online bank and the money is going to grow. It, it's probably going to be $1,100, $1,200 by the end of the year. You know, in every year that you don't touch the money, the money just continues to grow. And so um, those are some of the things that I have begun to establish and I've created different accounts for different things. You know, I have a freedom fund, I have a house fund, I have a vacation fund. And so, you know, I kind of attribute, allocate small amounts, even if it's 20 to $50, because over time, those things just add up and, you know, it's continuously paying you interest. And so those are some of the things I try to establish for myself around um, the music entertainment industry. But right now, like immediately right now, what I'm trying to do is develop more products that is music to my ears i try to tell people this all the time high yield savings accounts yield better returns on your money that you're saving and then i always love to budget with bank accounts i have a vacation fund as well when we were saving for a house we had a house fund so i love everything you just said right now i want everyone to take heed to this advice you have really dropped some gems today on the podcast thank you so much for being here before me. Yes, of course. So before we say goodbye, can you please let my listeners know how can we connect with you and find you on social media? So you can connect with me on social media at be my checkmate. That's B-E-M-Y checkmate, C-H-E-C-K-M-A-T-E, like be my checkmate. <laughs> so um, you can also purchase my book at bemycheckmate.com. It's available right now on my website and it's also available on amazon.com, both the paperback book and the ebook. Um, also make sure you tune in to my YouTube channel, Checkmate Business Management. I have a short film, it's called Balling on a Budget, starring DC Young Fly Wife and Lucci. And there are also some tutorial videos on there where I actually talk about some of the sources of income that are in the book, Music Money. So Music Money, make sure y'all go out and get that. BeMyCheckMate.com and Amazon.com. And make sure y'all come stay stay in touch with me on Instagram at BeMyCheckMate. Yes, thank you so much. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to leave links to all of that in the show notes. Make sure you check out her film, YouTube channel, and all social media platforms. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.